Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to WNS9+. Plus. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim. We got Tyler. We got a special guest for the third time, I think, on the show. Uh, could be fourth, but Trevor Cahill won the room in that. Once again, to remind you all, but Alex Dunn from DK Pittsburgh Sports. What's up, Alex? Hey, we did get a signing today for the, the Ken Emanuel minor league deal, so there we go. That's You made that possible. You made that possible. There you go. Ben Charrington almost ruined another show for us. Also, why am I not in that? You're going to redo the video, the intro. I have to. Yeah, I got to be in there. Come on. We we, we will redo it. Now, if you you watch it, though, if we go back and watch it through, if you watch it through, like your name is actually on it now, like with special guest Alex Stumpf. So that's going to show up the next time Fort or Ethan or anyone shows up as a guest. What we're going to do is keep putting words over on top of the last one. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. It'll be like if a you Cleveland look hard Browns. Enough, you'll be able to see your name. It'll be like a Cleveland Browns quarterback jersey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Alex, who are you bumping off of that intro video, though? Oh, I'm no. We're on just going right to which, which person I'm not are you bump booting? everyone off. Oh no! You have to no. You have to boot somebody. No, nah, is it Mackie? Nah. Are you booting Mackie? Yeah, sure, we'll boot Mackie. All right, that's good. We'll do that. Then. Heard it here first. Yeah, tell him it was me. <laughs> Will do. So uh, no, actually, I kind of like Alex's idea though. We're not going to bump anywhere. Just keep adding. So that way, you know, we get enough of these guest spots. To, well, that's going to be our show. Just our intro. Call it an hour. Wrap up. We're done. Easiest podcast in the world. I can't wait for it. Like down the road, it's like special guest, uh, Mitch Keller. Thanks, Mitch. That's all we have time for this week. <laughs> so, are you telling us that you're going to get Mitch Keller on our show? Uh, no. I mean, if he wants that intro spot, yeah, I would just get bumped for Mitch Keller. Exactly. That's- that's true. You know what, though? We're, we've kind of – I've maintained the stance that I don't really want to have players on here because I like, you know, saying mean things about them if they suck. <laughs> so I don't really – so, like, I don't want to bring anybody on here because then I'll feel bad yeah, that, like, we have to be nice to people. I, I say mean things occasionally about people on their – people I like in that clubhouse. But it's like, if you suck, I'm going to say you suck. That's my job. Yeah. Do you have you get paid to do going that. at you too? Uh, see, Jim gets the whole family coming at him. Yeah, Jim, I get the well, parents. Jim deserves the whole family coming out after him. I, yeah, I'm not going out. I'm not going to give anyone any tea leaves of who it could be. I have had family reach out. I have had. It was Walter. Oh, <laughs> okay. this, this is juicy. I have had. Family reach out before other member of family participates in a playoff game. It's like, shouldn't your priorities be with the guy playing in October compared to what I'm saying? So follow that tea, follow those tea leaves, everyone. Have fun. Anyway, your words got weight. You won't get it, but still. Andy LaRoche. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's he up to? <laughs> I don't know. Playing Donkey Kong somewhere. We'll have to get him on the podcast. We should. X players are cool. Like we're good with X yeah. players, but yeah. Currently, we could have like an hour long conversation about his nephew Drake, just following his dad around the clubhouse in Chicago. You know who would be good to get is uh, you know with the New York Times article that just came out, John Jaso. I bet that would be a good podcast, a John Jaso podcast, like from his boat. It's a ham radio. Or yeah, I was just gonna say, you know what? I don't know how to get in touch with him. Might have not have the best signal. Get a ham radio. I don't know. Yeah, John, are you there? <laughs> Can you hear me, John? No, I would love John Jaso. That would be epic. But similar hair, to, similar hair to Alex right now. Alex is going for that John Jaso look. Yeah, I thought about cutting it before spring training, but I'm too lazy. They just you go with the spring it? training vibes. Yeah, Jim's a you big to, vibes guy right now. You need a headband. <laughs> I'll tell that to Keith. I'll borrow yeah. one from him. I have a few actually. If you want some, I'll bring them down in next month. I'll break out the the Devil Rays one that I got in that game last year. There we go. There was a. You know, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find it. We can put this. This is an exclusive for you guys. If, if I could actually find it, of me, Beer Temple, and Persac all rocking the, the Tampa Bay Rays headbands. I think I remember this picture. Then we see. Isn't this the picture I made uh, the album out of? Yeah, Did you make an album out of it. Uh, yeah, it was an album cover. All right, then I'm not looking it out for you. But wait, no, no. It, hold on. It wasn't you in it though. It was Persac, Beer Temple, I think Gorman, and Justice. That's the oh, picture yeah. I have. Oh, that, oh, no, no, no. That's another photo. That's another photo. Okay. No, that one. was the Brian Hayes. That's what it was. That's yes, right. we need this picture. Yeah. The Hayes one The Hayes one was better. It's like the Pittsburgh Pirates beat reporters enjoyed covering your team's loss, whatever. That's yes. Right. Yeah, it was a meme. That was good. Yeah. So for the podcast listeners, this is great content. <laughs> this is a great yeah, Alex is just scrolling I mean, I, through his phone right now. I'm post or something here. And I'll just mess around with my phone. It's going to be great content. I mean, it just went dead silent. I just like people hitting their phones. Like, what's going on? Fast forward 15 seconds. Someone entered <clears> at just that moment. Right. I mean, seconds. granted, I make enough errors on this that it's not out of the ordinary that there's just dead silence at any moment. So... So while you're looking, <laughs> really appreciate that, Tyler and Jeff. Perfect execution. I'm just not going to say anything. We did used to do this to Jim all the time. We just go dead silent after he'd say something. I forgot about he gets so that. pissed. Oh man! <laughs> oh god! This show's already oh, terrible. Oh, so bad at this. This is either the best or the worst spot I've ever had on here, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, we got to follow up you on ninety three seven, and it's just not fair. No, no, you guys got bumped, big time bumped. Yeah, we did. Can you explain to us why, like, we're not your favorite? Like, we're a middle child here. Well, no, you're not the middle child here. You're the 
you're the uh, you're the stepchild. That's fair. That's honest. Yes, I appreciate. You're, that. you're the stepchild. Where I, you're a teenager. Whenever I marry your mom, is what it is. You know, it's <laughs> like we'll, we'll have a nice relationship, a cordial relationship, but you know, like I, I missed a lot of time here. We're not going to pretend that didn't happen. Well, I want my dad. And then, and then Josh Roundtree occasionally would call on, and I have to cancel a fishing trip or push it back 20 minutes. See, this is why we prefer justice. He's a real dad. By the way, why'd you stand up for Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a good reason. I chose to do nothing instead. <laughs> which, which is me, yes. But I also am not going to get a chance to do nothing until like March because of how spring training schedules work out. It's like always going to be around people, always going to be – I'm going to be fighting my introverted ways until like March whatever. So it's like, it's, sorry, dude, can't compete. I got a couple weeks of nonstop so, socializing and working and blah, 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 blah. I do have a question for you just as a beat writer. At what yes. point in the season, what month do you wake up in the morning and think, Good Lord, I don't want to do this again today. Like, how long does it take you to get there? Uh, man, let me tell you, August last year was really rough. It was you the, got all the way to August. Yeah, I mean, oh, of course, everyone has days and where it's like, I would really like to have a day off. I would really like to not do this. I'd really not like to. I'd really like to not have to go ask Will Craig why didn't he touch first base? You know, those types of days. But August the the Diamondbacks trip was just, I don't know what it was, but like mentally that was the worst trip I think I ever was on. And I, it probably was because like the Castro cell phone happened and I'm like, good God, I'm going to have to do this, this whole freaking trip asking people, have you heard anything about the suspension? Have you heard, is he going to get suspended? Rudy, what the actual hell were you doing? Yuri De Los Santos's shoulder dies on that. Like every single day, just new crap piled on. And it's like, I could be anywhere else besides Phoenix, Arizona, right now. That's a pretty so like cool Phoenix, so Phoenix in August too. Not not the best time to be in Phoenix either. No, my shoes literally melted. Well, I was in Phoenix, Arizona. Like, oh, I, it's for real, for real. Yeah, for real, for real. Like, I was walking, and I guess there was some fresh came, and I took a step, came back, and like there was no heel to my shoe, my Converse. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I need to go get some. Issues, or it's the first so half since, of the clubhouse that day. So, since we're at the point where we're all kind of excited about baseball in August, or are you also like, I am so tired of baseball, I don't want to go home and watch baseball, I want nothing to do with baseball because I definitely get to that point. Yeah, I get to that point also that there are just some times that I, I, I won't watch MLB Network, I won't watch ESPN, and then you know, you spend time with your dad, and like. He's the reason why I fell in love with the game. He was my introduction into it, and he wants to talk baseball. And it's like, ah, oh, man. Okay. Okay, sometimes, but I'm doing this for you, not me. It's a lot of irony in that because it's March, and I'm already not watching MLB Network. But I mean, that's because I have YouTube TV. Uh, I have Hulu TV, and they're not on that either. It's my time of the year where I go to bed at, to the MLB Network every night. Yeah, yeah I used to. Way to go to sleep. Quick pitch, fantastic. Right. Quick pitch is is one of the best programs on TV. 
Yeah. Whenever it's yeah. working. Yeah. Just just speaking of, I don't even know if you have any insight on this, but just kind of ask you, complaining about my YouTube TV and not being able to watch MLB, you know, network. Um, do you have any insight or know what's going on with AT&T Sportsnet? That is a damn good question. Honestly, I, I missed this all today. Like, I read about this like an hour ago. Like, what the hell? So, you're, no, you're kind of busy. You're excused. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't have any insights for right now. It's something that if we get Travis Williams or Bob Nutting or really anyone from the business side down here, that's so no. high up there. Your words. That's high up there for things I, I want to get insight into. But no, I'm sorry. I don't have anything right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of filling. Like, if, if no one's heard, it basically, the Bally Sports group, they're just not even making their payments, apparently. Yeah. The AT&T Sportsnet, they made a payment this week, but Online. it was short. Yeah. Um, and, and Pittsburgh, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates were one of the teams affected by that payment. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting story to kind of just follow as this uh, these next few weeks progress because I know, uh, you know, Travis Sachik, who, you know, used to be in, in the market here uh, for a long time, but he's been writing a lot about it today and how, you know, maybe this speeds up kind of the whole local streaming aspect that, you know, everybody kind of wants. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, how it unfolds. I don't know long-term how broadcasting games is viable without that. I mean, you could have it also on the radio. You could also have a cable, but like, if between Bally and what's going on with AT and T and Discovery, I think owns them. Whoever it is, what what are you going to do with it? Like, this is a lot a lot of money on the line and a big portion of what teams use this operated income. So, unless you're like the Dodgers and you have this great deal, can you really rely on this anymore? So I, I think streaming is the only viable way out. I, I, I'll revert to Sawchick for a lot of this stuff because he has done a lot of research and I'm shooting from the hip. But yeah, I streaming has to be the answer. If not this year, in the near future. I hope so, too. Just I, I just hope so. Yeah. I think the league, if they just straight up said it's $200 for the year, you get all the Pirates games you want to stream, it'd be like, that's a big asking point until you check cable and it's like well no that's that seems about right all right i do think you'd lose a lot of like i mean let's face it a lot of the viewers who watch this sport are are older older, so you know you probably have a lot of people who just they tune in on at&t sports net at night and that's how they they watch the pirates right and it's not really maybe it's not even part of their schedule where they're looking to do it but they're watching TV, games on, so they watch it. Whereas they may lose those people if they, you know, if that if that avenue didn't exist. Is that cause and effect though, or is it we don't get as many young people because there aren't good viable streaming options? Another good, another good point. I don't know. You also have to throw in all the blackouts, and you have to get rid of that somehow. Yes. Yeah. That needs to change, and I think the league actually wants to change it without and I think they could probably change it now that they don't much care what the hell Bali thinks about anything. Yeah, like I'm hoping this you're is kind of catalyst like you're alluding to. 
Yeah, I mean, if you're Major League Baseball, you definitely would prefer that fans can watch their team, right? Like, that's that's a goal of yours. I can't imagine it not being a goal of yours. So it's just something that's being blocked right now by by these RSNs. Hey, I'm one of these people that basically pay for cable just to watch Pirates. I pay 115 bucks a month basically for the Pirates. I would gladly take streaming. Yeah. And that's like how Jim said. I, I mean, it's my personal opinion on this, right? It's what I would do. I can't speak for everyone, but I do feel like a lot of people would say I'll pay more to get that. Just simply because like you're saying that there's that's the way. Like a lot of the younger generation, like that's how they watch. They stream. They don't have cable. I don't have cable anymore. I have YouTube TV, which is the only network. So here I am again in this situation. But like I think a lot of the younger generation, which I think is funny because on one hand, they keep talking about these role changes. And how they want to appeal to the younger generation by changing the game, but yet they're not allowing the younger generation to watch the game that they're changing. So what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think you're going to – it's interesting. It would be nice to, to offer both options. Like if you can get a three-year cable provider and you can stream locally, that's an ideal world. But like, we may be heading down the world – or we may be heading down the road where there are no local sports providers anymore. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's something to keep an eye on. But anyways, we are 18 minutes deep into this. Literally haven't talked to Pirates at all. Like, today's the first day of <laughs> pitchers and catchers reporting. We have Tyler – or Tyler. We have freaking Alex Tyler. on. Yeah, unfortunately, we have Tyler on. Well, I can change that. <laughs> so it's just us three. <laughs> <laughs> we have Alex on with us. <laughs> But no, for real. Um, let's talk. <laughs> First day, pitchers and catchers, you being down there. We'll get to the big news, I guess, in a second, right? Everyone wants to hear about Brian Reynolds. I know we talked about him the last time you were on, but just just talk to us in general. I mean, the vibes down there for spring training, pitchers and catchers. What are you picking up on? Anything that interests you so far? One of the things that was most interesting is how many position players. I saw down there, like ready, like they don't have to be here for a couple more days. Brian Reynolds was there, like pretty much the first day that he could be. Hayes has spent a lot of time in Florida, and you know was there pretty much as soon as he he could be. Uh, we saw Pagaro, Gonzalez, Jackson Winsky, Cal Mitchell, Travis Fardy, like a lot of guys who are in competition for jobs. You know, maybe have something to prove, but also you know the Reynolds, the Hayes is that you know they're they're pretty set you know for playing time and opportunity so that's what really stood out like impression wise there because besides that it's it's a couple pfps and you know, fielding drills and maybe some light batting practice there's not anything that's really going to scream that much until we get into games or at least you know full squad practices but that's one the other one is i i heard the crack of o'neill cruz is back from like 10 feet away again and it's geez man it, it just has a different sound it that was screaming it was incredible to hear i i've never heard anyone get that consistent whack that you want over and over and over again and yeah it's bad in practice but like every single one was just perfect whack 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 mm-hmm. that's gonna be a great gif <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'll go great with the headband. Right, right. Definitely has some music behind there. So who's in the best shape of their life? Uh, Keith. Ooh, yeah. Good, good question. Not, not even a question. Like, that was... Dude. <laughs> he, he, you, you guys are going to be able to tell whatever game start on. Like, he's really bulked up. He said only 10 to 15 pounds. I think that's a damn lie. Unless it's like 15 pounds and there's not an inch or an ounce that wasn't muscle. But it's all upper body. He looks stronger. He looks like he is set to tap into the raw power that he has. And yeah, there's a lot more that goes into that contact boy, better mechanics, but he looks like what you would want a player to look like if they were injured all of last year. He looks a whole lot better. And also Shelty. He lost a good amount of weight. You can tell. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't really hear yeah. the manager, you know, best shape of his life comments. Here we are. I'll, I'll say for him, maybe not his life, but he looks good. Did he switch from the bourbon to a light or a clear alcohol? Uh, we, we talked bourbon today, so I don't think that's it. So, I mean, I, I heard yeah, you I don't talk think, I don't think Reynolds about some bourbon. bourbon. Yeah, he's building the, the bourbon room, which I, I didn't ask. I need to ask, you know, I guess tomorrow or something. Like, what's the demar- line of demarcation between bourbon room and bar in a house? Uh, bar he probably doesn't want to build because he's about to get traded. <laughs> you sure about that? Well, soon enough. Yeah. Before he's thirty. Before he's thirty, what is he now? Twenty-eight. Roughly. Will be. I think. Yeah. Okay. Not a horrible guess then. So, uh, Shelty so, looking so we good. We're ripping off the bandaid finally. I was gonna yeah, say I've got it teed up. I've got I've got Alex's video teed up. Here. Oh, all right, I had it teed go. up too. Oh, look at look at us. Um, but yeah, so this is Brian Reynolds. Um, and then I'm assuming you know you guys kind of swarmed him as soon as, as as soon as you were allowed to. But here's what he had to say today. And what was your level of communication with people in the organization when you hit with Andy? But players, uh, Shelty, Ben, anyone did that change at all? No, I mean, I still talk to, you know, I still talk to some of the guys on the team periodically. Just not about this, just about random things. I'd reply to Bednar stories and tell him he sucked and stuff. And um, talk to Shelty a lot. Kept him updated on, you know, a bourbon room that we were putting in in my house. And uh, yeah, I take the pains three days a week. The day after, the day before, it all came out. So that's the one about the bourbon room, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then we had another one before that. I can't even find it. Do you have it? Do you have the key teed up, Donardo? The other one? The other video? This is why Donardo's the producer. Yeah. I shouldn't. Yeah. I'm just going off of Alex's feed here. That was the. it was like two tweets later. <laughs> Do you guys hear? Nope. No. Nope. You're doing great. <laughs> Hold on. This is coming through my speaker for some reason. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I so close to saying I was Here we go. impressed with you guys. You Here we go. Ready to go. Here we go. I got it. I got it up. 
This has never happened to me before. And what was your level of communication? No, that's the same video. <laughs> Alex, you're, why is that video the one? Hold on. I, I think this oh, one's we're it. awful. No, this one's only 17 seconds. Are you sure you tweeted this out, Alex? Are you yes. sure you t- This is why yes. I went on 93.7 first. Goodness gracious. He has a point. It's a very, a very valid one. Let me check my audio one more time. It's 93.7 hiring. <laughs> not you guys. <laughs> I'm not part of this part. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna have to bring up I'm gonna have to bring up someone else's video. Not Alex's. Because I can't even find yours. <laughs> I tweeted Sorry. it two seconds later. Is this really not playing? That's the same video. No, yours is not it coming through my speakers. This is this is terrible. This here, I'll turn it up. Jesus. What is happening? We can't hear it. No one can okay, hear it. Let me paraphrase for you all. <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the video on my phone, and you guys are just going to deal with whatever comes through. <laughs> yes, Michael, it is going fantastic. How about play the video from your phone? We'll get the audio through your mic, yes. and then I'll play, the, yes. and we can match up. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Are we are, are we ready? Let's get a countdown. Three, two, one. I'm buffering. I can't hear. <laughs> this is. Are you working. putting it next to your mic? I, I don't know where my mic is on the laptop. Here we go. What led you to the decision to, to ask for a trade? Uh, I mean, without getting too much into it, I think just a difference of opinion. And I don't know, I guess what we viewed my worth as the player, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we ended up. Has that been resolved to some degree? Do you yeah, that you're here? Or is it, or is it does the request yeah. still stand? I mean, no, nothing, nothing's really changed from that, you know, that front. But um, I wanted to get down here early and. You know, get to work, and uh, you know, I was working with Haynes all off season. He came down here, so I wanted to hit with him, and finally have a semi-normal spring training for once. So, Brian, how do you? There you go. Thank you, Rob Beer Temple, for having a video. Alex, I swear you didn't tweet one. You didn't tweet. I, I mean, he did. That's where I pulled I it from. Pulled up my video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. I'm I'm DMing it to Donardo right now. All right. No, well, this, just, the problem is in not having it. I, I have it. I, no, this is not the audio for me. <laughs> I, I, I pulled kidding. these videos from your tweets, both of them. I'll just say I, this. As much as we screwed up, this is way more entertaining than anything Brian Reynolds has ever said. I mean, it's can we at least 33,000 views? It's got 33,000 views, Jim. It's not one of them from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the video I played. The one you just tweeted me was the first video that I played. No, it wasn't. Because Okay, you know what? You're right. It wasn't. But this is yeah. also only a 17-second video. I'm not giving Elon my best stuff. Screw you. <laughs> is DK hiring any more podcasters so I can run away? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do one pro- project with uh, 93.7? Oh man! Well, take that well. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, so Can that's I... what Brian Reynolds said, right? D-K-T-Y. So, so any sort of uh any sort of hopes that we had that you know that things were any different really from the last time we we really heard on the Reynolds front. Uh, I think those hopes are gone. He did mention, you know, that you know his his first option is always going to be stay here but get a fair deal, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we're not quite there yet. He said it in that quote. We have a difference in in value. So yeah, I guess. Uh, how big of a story was this down there today? You know, obviously this was the first thing that everybody kind of talked about. Yeah. Um, was I mean, it? I I went into it saying like this isn't going to be the best thing I write in spring training, but this might be the most important. Like just in terms of what the state of the franchise is this year, it's this is the big story of the day of early spring training. Of we heard for months only the pirate side of this because Reynolds decided to make the request and then just stay quiet. That That's fine. That, that was his prerogative. That was his agency's prerogative, but we hadn't heard from him on any of this getting his side of what's going on. I, I think everything he said was pretty fair. And of, of course a player is only going to say that they want, no player is going to say, I want a player friendly deal. I don't really care about the organization or anything, but, He's stressed, like, hey, I, I want to deal that's fair to both sides. And those reported figures, at least on the Pirates side, you can see how he would view that is not really fair to him. So I don't think there was anything really big or sexy. It, it, basically, everything that he said was more or less what I expected, what I'm sure a lot of other people expected of, no, the trade request is still there because I don't have a deal, but I'm here. I'm going to play hard. I'm not going to let it become a distraction for the team. So I guess that's my question is you saw a lot today about the trade request still standing the video that it took Jim an hour to find. It was kind of a non-answer about the trade request. Um, Did you, was there something else that he said he's still requesting a trade or is it just kind of a feeling that nothing's changed? No, he, that video was the only time him saying that nothing's changed in terms of the request. If he's, you know, once, see, I don't know if I got that nothing's changed in terms of the trade request. I don't know if I got that out of that. Maybe I was just tired of waiting. Yeah. Literally what I got. Uh, It's not what I got, but maybe I just got tired of waiting and started playing on my phone. Like Alex earlier. (laughs) Then I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah, it's, it's, it hasn't changed. Okay. Hey, I mean, the man Alex. said, trade me. And he came out yeah. today and said, nothing's changed. So that's what I took out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what you should take out of it. Well, maybe I read people better. I don't really maybe know how anybody could read Brian Reynolds because he's just emotionless. <laughs> I, I had to like make that point. Like He looks disgruntled. It's like, that's Brian Reynolds. That's not yeah. disgruntled. That's just Brian Reynolds being Brian Reynolds. He's just mad he has to talk to someone. He's like if Tyler were famous. Yeah. I was just about to say that. He's like me. I hate people too. You know what? Honestly, even that's not a great take because I feel like Tyler is even way better. I am pretty entertaining. We would never get this out of Brian Reynolds. I also have to have six people before I'm entertaining. 
So maybe I mean, we get Brian Reynolds in that bourbon room and we see what happens. That's true. You guys need to do an episode in the bourbon room. That needs to be the exception to the player rule. Yeah. That will get you do, on the intro. I would allow Brian Reynolds on here because we don't really say too many bad things about him because he's good. All right. I'm glad we've gotten to the point where Jim allows Brian Reynolds to be on our podcast. I'll allow Brian Reynolds. <laughs> if uh, Brian Reynolds can be offered. <laughs> Actually, yes. Absolutely. I want Anthony Alford on here. Alfred is a great dude. He would be a great podcast. I'm player. sure he's a great guy. I've been, I, you're I'm not supposed Alford. to root for players as journalists, yeah. but we, we all have a couple guys. It's like, man, if he could just be on the team, my life would be so much easier. And he was one of those if, guys. If we ever were able to get Anthony Alfred on, we'd all join just like this. And then quickly, you would see Tyler disappear, myself disappear, and we would never come back. Just leave it to Jim <laughs> and Anthony. See what happens. I could have. I would have a, an excellent conversation with Anthony Alford. I think uh, and I would Alford's want to hear on cameo. You want to go that route? I think he is too. Yeah, I know. I'm not lying. It's twenty dollars, I think, and I was this close to getting something from him talking about Jim. <laughs> I still have a twenty dollars credit actually, so I could do it. Someone denied one of my. Cameos, I wonder if so the cameos will be. I mean, last year, <laughs> who was it? Who was it? <laughs> It's not that funny of a story, but yeah, I don't even know what this. It was a, it's a children's cartoon. I want. I don't even. I've never heard of it, but it just like the fact of having like an actual illustration, like a cartoon saying, you know, your pirates or your team just lost to the pirates. You know, you got rejected. Your poverty by, franchise just lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I thought it'd be hilarious. You got rejected by Arthur the Yardbird. Basically, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the cameo stuff will be a thing this year. Because it, it got pretty good last year, I feel like. I think we need to raise the game this year. I agree. The problem, the problem with the cameo was I don't know who else outside of Bob Nutting or like Neil Huntington or, or Sherrington or, or Shelton or someone like that high up that we can raise the stakes anymore. Whatever we got Derek Bell to say, David Bendard, operation shut down your team. That was... That got me right here. That was yeah. the moment where it's like, we, we've peaked. <laughs> but that's what I loved about the whole cameo thing is the fact that everyone did one-up each other. Like it start, I mean, it started with what, Matt Adams, I feel like, which was like, holy yeah. shit. First off, we're going to cameos. This is great. <laughs> and then you just kept seeing everyone one-up. Like Derek, like you said, Derek Bell. We got Clint Hurdle out there saying it. Like you're talking about the Shelton and Charrington. Like, like Clint Hurdle saying it's pretty freaking epic. A hurdle was smart mm-hmm. by saying series. A hurdle never got old. Like because best case scenario, I guess it once every three days. A hurdle and you probably franchise lost a series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's true. I love the Pokey Reese one, but that's just because I I was raised by Ots Pirates mm-hmm. baseball and I love Who Pokey. doesn't love Pokey Reese? Yeah. Yeah. Pokey was great. Another one. Get him on the podcast. Yes. Like oh yeah, we the, the best double play combination of my lifetime: Jack Flash and Pokey. I don't care about your poverty no. opinions. Was Pat Mears part of that for a while too? I think Mears was before. What? I think he I really think he was. We're gonna take this down a bad rabbit hole when spring training literally just started. Let's not do this. Yeah, this is going bad. <laughs> this is like Florida Marlins uh, roll five draft. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
And then Tyler just like randomly spitting out batting averages, and this is going to be bad. I bring out the worst in everyone. <laughs> no, no, I just spit out batting average no matter what. I get bored. Pokey Reese, Tyler. Oh, that's tough. He hit in the two twenties. I I don't know the exact numbers. Two twenties in the the early two thousands also was pretty bad. Yeah, he was bad. He had like a fifty three <clears throat> WRC plus. It was bad. But you know, them glove middle infielders though, then bad value. Yeah, that's when it was you were allowed to be a second baseman with no bat. Now you can't even be a shortstop with no bat, unless you're a pirate. Okay. Pokey Reese hit 215 in his last year as a pirate, so that was pretty good. Good job, Ty Ty. What was his uh, WRC plus? I got OPS plus as a pirate, 71. Two years. Damn it. Well, I said 53, but I was guesstimating. The math wasn't mathing. This is just a fantastic podcast, fellas. We're doing really great. We are doing Wow. Yeah, I do want to ask you something. A 37 another. Wow. That's right, Cliffy. This just goes back to the, you know, player in the best shape of life or anything. Um, I could be completely wrong with this. This is just a quick observation I had on a face of a picture. But Rowanzy, does he put on a little bit of thickness to him? A, a little. I only got to see him in passing today. But okay. it, it looks like he's stronger. He looks he needed to. I mean, that was something that they kind of gave directive for because they wanted to have another big bump in innings and we saw at the end of last year that he got through the innings but he was not row at the end of it he was pumping 93 and hoping for the best so get him stronger get more innings out of him so it looked like he bulked up a little bit not as much as key though well i mean yeah that's a whole other level but yeah that's good yeah because i thought he looked like i said a little thicker and that Again, for what it is um, today, for what you can be excited for, uh, and you can observe, you know, that, that may be a little bit excited. Um, another thing that you talked about today, uh, you know, in your article from eh, about an hour and a half ago, um, you know, the last few years, a lot, uh, lot of opportunities, right, on the Pirates. This year, not as many opportunities, more, more competition. So I guess my question to you is – you know, what are going to be those main competitions to watch throughout this throughout the spring training? Second base has been brought up the most, and I think that's the sexiest in terms of the players involved. Like, I'm high on Castro, but I know a lot of people are high on Bay. Uh, Marcano was someone who a year or so ago was like, hey, this was a guy that the Padres didn't want to trade because they were going to use him to try to make a pennant run. That's intriguing. So there's some really interesting players there. I think that's going to be uh, a good competition, but it goes to Castro. Bullpen, I, I see really only like four jobs that are pretty much guaranteed in this bullpen and four that are more or less up to some level of competition and plenty of guys in that mix. Like I don't know if Dwayne Underwood Jr. has a set job. I don't know if Larry De Los Santos does. I don't know if the Rule 5 pick, Jose Hernandez, does. And compared to like a couple years ago, where it's like, oh, well, of course the Rule 5 pick's going to be, you know, make the team. That's why they took him. This year, not as guaranteed. Backup catcher is going to be one. Outfield is interesting because there's like four or five guys there that you can stay clean between Reynolds and Kutch, who's the third guy. Is it Sawinski? Is it Mitchell? Is it, 
is Travis Swaggerty really a part of these plans anymore for this organization? So I, I'm looking there is maybe, if not second base, it's corner outfield. What happens in that spot out there? And then, of course, you go backup catcher, backup shortstop, whatever. But those are the three big sexy ones. Bullpen, second, I guess right field. Is the rotation pretty much set, you think? Or is that fifth spot? I think it is. um, The only question is, do they go with a six-man at the start of the year? And with the amount of off days you have, and knowing that a six-man rotation means you have a seven-man bullpen, I... I just see Johan getting squeezed out of it at the beginning of the year. Maybe they find a way where it's like, hey, we know we're going to have to manage Rose innings and we'll piggyback, or he's going to be done after five and then we hand it over. Like That could be something that they explore. But I think it's pretty much set with the five guys, unless someone gets hurt or something really happens that it's like, no, you cannot put Johan Oviedo in the bullpen or in triple like he people will riot in the streets. If we're rioting over Johan Oviedo, we got some big problems. That's true. If Honestly, we're rioting I, over I, Johan Oviedo, we got an interesting ball season. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I um, personally think that Johan ends up in AAA to start the year because they're going to want to keep him as a starter, which I think is stupid, but that's just the way I see awesome. it going. He looked good as a starter last year. Eh. Brief cameo, but... Eh. How many guys are throwing 97-98 in the sixth inning? Like three on their roster right now in the rotation. That's, that's that should be in the rotation. Unique. That's unique. It's... Yeah, and this team stinks, and they got three that should be in the rotation right now that do it. I, I will say, like, he had some good, good games. Like, I feel like there were, like, a couple, like, really dominant performances out of Oviedo, but then there were also other games where he just – seemed like he had no idea where the ball was going, you know, and and just huge command issues too, where he's walking, you know, a batter every inning. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't mind seeing him as a starter, but I think his eventual landing spot is like a back end bullpen type of guy, but he could be, he did look good in his, when he made what four, he made, he made, he made a few starts for the pirates. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he looked pretty good there, but yeah, I, I don't know what to expect from him. That I I would be fine with anything, honestly. I don't think he should be in AAA, but he should be in the rotation or in the bullpen. I'm okay with anything that keeps Vince Velasquez out of the rotation to start the year. You're not yeah. Vince Velasquez, build. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get up in arms about it. It is what it is. This team's still not very good, and they need to eat some innings, but I have no desire to watch that guy throw. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I think I might be Vince Velasquez pulled. Really? I I just from what I heard, and they've got a plan in place, and it's very similar to the Quintana plan. Okay. And it's. I'm not saying he's gonna turn out like Quintana, but I I kind of look at this guy like he could be a major league starter. I mean, I'll, I, I'll I get this the point mm-hmm. if it's well, Oviedo could be a starter for years while Velasquez is a starter for what? I get that. If that's a counter, but yeah, like, I'll put it this way: like I, I was a huge Q fan. I loved Jose Quintana, like his whole career, his whole White Sox. I mean, I, big, big Quintana fan, right? But I really thought he was done, you know. In the signing last year, I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, he'll be in the bullpen. 
And like the spring training pretty much showed he was. Okay, this is a uh-huh. terrible player. He's not going to be good. He's going to be in the bullpen eventually. But like at least he was good at some point. Like Vince Velasquez never really was. But I mean, as much as we harp on the Pirates, right, and the pitching, like they have brought some guys in that have pitched well. It's like I'll give him the opportunity. But I think if anything, at least, which like Vince Velasquez presents, and we talk about like actual competitions this year. Like I want it to be a true competition. Like I want him to be there to push these guys, if anything. So like Oviedo is not being handed it. You know, Luis Ortiz isn't be handing anything. Burroughs, like go down the whole list. Like they're not being handed, and they got they got to earn the spot now. So like if anything, that's what I like about the Vince Velasquez signing. It's not <clears throat> maybe we'll get there. Maybe not Velasquez pilled like you're saying. But at least there's like true competition. That's what I want to see go down is real competition. And it's not ending in spring training. Like last year, they could have said, oh, we've got competition at second base. And then they leave with Cole Tucker and Josh Van Meter. And then Josh Van Meter's here right. for pretty much the entire season for right. some reason. And yeah, you go on with that. Like this year, going just to second base again, for example, midseason, we should see Jared Sciolo who's a minor league gold glover. We could see Piguero. We could see Nick Gonzalez. Like that's someone in that group is going to continue to push and be like, you've got to perform at the major league level because if not, Nick Gonzalez is hitting 320 over the last month in Indianapolis. Like something's got to give. So I, I think that's where the competition or at least why I'm buying it because it's a deeper organization. It's a deeper roster. It's something that I think I might have you know hit a nerve during the exit interview with uh, Ben Sherrington, and I bring up like is a sign of an improving roster. You know, using less players. He's like, are you asking me if we're going to set a record for most players used again? <laughs> like I'm very roundabout way. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I good players don't use sixty people. You know, I mean, good teams no. don't use sixty people on their rosters. Yeah, no. Shout out you to your sporkle. I would love yeah. to not have to do the sporkle. I would love to actually to be able to complete the sporkle. That is the funniest part, at least to me, that I make the test and then I take it immediately after, and I miss a dozen guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I, just, I just punched all these names in. You think I would remember Andrew Knapp, but I didn't. So I think I see it shaking out with Velasquez in the rotation and Oviedo in the minors, just because at some point you really do need these dudes to eat some innings and keeping these guys on a starter pace is probably the best way to go. So that's just the way I see it going, but I don't see it true competition really happening not for the rotation i think that's the one exception to the rule because they signed two free agents who are going to be starters mitch keller and rowanzi are not going to lose their jobs no matter what so it's like okay well you got brew baker who leads the team and starts the last two years so you gotta boo him after he just signed an arbitration deal no probably not okay sorry johan I, I can see the minor leagues happening if they want to keep like a Dwayne Underwood or someone else in that bullpen. I could also see him start his middle relief and be, you know, stretched out enough that he could go four or five innings at a moment's notice. Like at and some point, Rich Hill is going to go down. It happens yeah, every year. It, he will. He will. He's not going to make 32 starts. Take that to the well, I mean, someone's going to go. I mean, the whole rotation isn't going to make 32 starts. Like you're going to no. need 
seven to eight starting pitchers, you know, throughout the course of the season. And then if they do really like what they see in, um, you know, in, in Vlasquez and they can make him serviceable, then you're probably trading him in July. Right. So then you need another person to take his spot for the last two months. So <laughs> um, captain, thank you, sir. But I will give, I'm not a big Vince Velasquez guy either, but I will give them a little bit of credit because the one thing that they have been able to do these past few years is take an underperforming starting pitcher that they see something in, they make some sort of tweak, and they've worked out, right? Between Anderson and Quintana. Anderson was always kind of Anderson. Anderson was never good before the Pirates. Like he was a guy. He had the he was a guy. He, he had, had the same guy. ERA. He no, was. He a had a 420 guy. ERA with the Pirates. He had a 420 ERA everywhere else. He bounced between the majors and or bullpen and rotation. There's a big difference between having a low four ERAs as a swing guy and a low four when you're going six innings every time. Yeah, but he did a lot of with Colorado. I, I, again, I, I feel like a lot of us were on board with Anderson because a lot of stuff with peripherals he had, and like I like the Anderson signing. I didn't like a lot of the other signings, but they've worked out. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm with Tyler on this okay. one. Like I think a lot of people felt Anderson had stuff with them. They have done and, well on low value but, starters. Yeah, that, to Jim's credit, he's also true. Dramatic as Quintana, but he did improve. Yeah. He was he is a reclamation success story. Yeah, I mean they they awesome. took they took Tyler Anderson. They turned him into a guy who ended up getting a huge deal. You know, like with with the Dodgers the next year, and now he's parlayed that into even a bigger deal. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that they they took a guy and they made him who he is today. Um, but they were able to do that with Quintana, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that with Velasquez. But I'm going to at least give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. In hey, you see something in this guy, I'm going to at least give them a shot to show me if they if they're right. That's kind of where I'm at with them. Do you know what happens if Velasquez works out? Pirates once again become the where you want to go if you are a pitcher that needs a bounce back here. You're like, yeah, I'll take the cheap deal. Make me bank next year. Fix me. True. If if they do that three straight years, there is yeah. obviously something in the water. There's something in the analytics, in the coaching, and the mechanical, everything that they do that you don't want to get a part of. And for a team that's hoping to compete in the not so distant future, that could be a nice swing. If you could get a number someone who'll give you number three results for number five money. And to think we wanted Oscar Marine fired two years ago. Still, undecided. you wanted Oscar <laughs> Marine fired. I I haven't really written off Oscar Marine at all at this point. Oh, I wrote that check and I I put it in the mail. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I'm the you only won't go Oscar down that Marine. rabbit hole. I'm the only non-Oscar Marine hater. It's not all doom and gloom. I'll say that I don't hate him. I just he's there. He's a person. You just said he should have been fired two years ago. Correct. <laughs> if he just keeps triaging things, we're you know correctly, we're we're all right. Yeah, as long as him and Mitch Keller come up with the same idea to throw a sinker the same day forever, he's great. Have you tried being good? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> I actually do have a question here. Uh, Brian Reynolds talked about hitting with Andy Haynes in the offseason. Is that something that a lot of guys are doing with him? Or are no, we seeing more it, of I that? Mean, 
I mean, Andy had touch points with everyone this offseason. He made some trips, and, you know, some cases it's just easier to zoom. You know, but, like, he, mm-hmm. he had those touch points. But he and Brian live, you know, not that far from Spring Hill, Tennessee. So they just both met up at the, the Hustle Factory baseball facility, and they hit three times a week. It, that was just a case of being in the right place for both. And I, I can say... I don't think I've written this up anywhere. I, I probably should. Like Haynes was really impressed how he went through the whole process, and like I made a trade request, but he was still willing to work with me to find a way to get better. And that's kind of whatever I realized. Like, okay, I now buy when everyone says this isn't going to be a big deal. You know, like he's, he's still got beat right rebels. It's like that, that's what I needed. It's not just words; it's proof. I do think it is interesting, though, that. You know, a lot of these guys will go to their own little individual hitting coach to drive lines, whatever other subsidies of drive line are popping up. And Brian Reynolds is still just hanging out with the Pirates hitting coach. Each has their own. Like sometime, Key, big, he does a lot of this stuff just with his dad because he trusts him. And that's the voice. O'Neill Cruz, a lot of stuff is with his dad also. Like it's, to each their own. Brian Hayes might need to work with someone else. He might. That's a fair point. I, I think yeah. this is the big year for, was he just hurt? Or was is he not getting the instruction that he might need? Yeah, this is kind of, I, I think as long as, if this is a healthy season for him, you know, a lot of questions will be answered this year. Yeah. Good or bad. Hell, if he's injured again, I think a lot of questions are answered. Anyway, that too. It's a good point. to be who he is. Yeah. Um, who drags his body to somehow put up three war all in defense? Yeah. Well, not if he keeps bulking up. Is is he still agile, or what? What are we going to see there? He's actually turned into a buff laundry soft season. Now, with no shift, he won't have to play shortstop, basically. So that's got to work in his favor a little bit. He's fine at shortstop. Right, but doing all that stuff. it's just less. He, he has less responsibility now than he did probably last year. He's also got Oreo Cruz, too. He's, he's left. He's got a lot of responsibility still. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cruz can also cover a lot of ground. Yeah, so. they both can cover a lot but, of ground. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, any non-roster invitees going to make the make the trip north other than a catcher? I mean, guaranteed a catcher. I think someone in this bullpen mix is like someone's going to get bumped, whether it's Hernandez, but like Caleb Smith. I've heard so much about Angel Padermo. Like he's got more run on his fastball than almost anyone else in the major leagues. Like it's this, really, yeah, it's crazy what he's got. So I I think he's got to be someone who opens some eyes whenever we get into games. Um, like I said, Chris Owings has got a shot of making the club. I don't think we're going to see anything. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one, I think, at the end of the day. like I, I get why they did it, especially after trading Kevin Newman, but it's like I don't see how Chris Owings – giving him a roster spot at this moment moves the needle forward for what you want. Like I would rather 
if it came down to him or like a Johan Ramirez, I'd rather have the Johan Ramirez <laughs> stash him in AAA and see what happens. At least short term. Yeah. Anything new on the G-Man Choi front? He wasn't there today, so no, not yet. I don't know when that arbitration date is set. Um, tomorrow's going to be the first day whenever uh, Charrington goes on the record, and I'm going to try to ask about, like, hey, where is he in rehab? Why did you object to him playing in the World Baseball Class? Just keep Fair building enough. that relationship, Alex. Sure, he's going to love you. Yes. By the way, he was 68 players last year. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, Ben Sherrington could do the Sporkle quiz. I bet he couldn't. I bet he couldn't do it. Is Ryan Valet going to be on the Sporkle quiz this year? That's a good question. Uh, maybe. I keep hearing how he's got infield capabilities, but not seeing him at the infield in years and games. And like I said, we have one practice. Doesn't mean that we were like, why didn't he play third base today? But also does he need to play third base for this team? Whenever you have Hayes, you have Castro, you got Triolo in the minor leagues. Is that really a desirable skill? Who's going to be the backup yeah. shortstop? Uh, Bay. Gross. Bay and like Castro and Hayes and I there's not gonna be a distinct backup shortstop. Why is shortstop the position everyone keeps going to? Because O'Neill Cruz probably no. won't be able to play there that often. Because he's gonna make a bunch of errors. We all He's know. gonna make a bunch of errors and he's gonna hit a bunch of homers and no one's gonna give a crap about the errors. Yeah. It's gonna That's be like O'Neill Cruz prediction. Because yeah, every now and then he's gonna need the DH just so we don't have to watch him play defense. I don't know how many people are going to DH on this team besides Santana, Choi, and Kutch. Like, there's not a whole lot of yeah. meat left on that bone after them. Yeah, that's actually pretty pretty fair. But I mean, I'll, I'll just say in general. I mean, because there really is no other shortstop on the team, on the roster, like a true shortstop. So I think everyone's asking. I mean, what if Hayes? Oh, what if Cruz goes down? Like, who plays short? Like that was if Cruz our goes battle. Down, it's probably Peggy. Okay, well, there, there's like an answer. That's something we were talking about. Yeah. You know, like, again, like my our internal battle at NS9, I wanted Kevin Newman gone because I don't want him taking up any plate appearances from the young guys that you want to see to help develop, like the Bay, Castro's, Cruz, and whatever, right? But that's a real it's, it's a real question. Like, what if something happens to Cruz or you know, when he doesn't need a day off, like who plays short? And I think they all have their opportunities of uh of being able to play, but so you think probably Bay Castro. Hayes, you think? Maybe a little. It's, That's interesting. It's it's in the realm of possibility. I think it becomes a lot easier if Triello's up in the major leagues, which I don't see happening until midseason anyway. I like that, though. Well, Hayes, your backup shortstop. There you go, Michael. There's your answer. You said mid what? Midseason mid, mid for Triello. I, I'm not too optimistic. He didn't get the chance to trip away last year. He got hurt at the wrong time. I think you have a puncher's chance if if he would have spent you know those last couple weeks at Indy and done well, but I think there's a clear preference of hey, take a little more time. You got some growing to do. I like it. Speaking about Cruz and a lot of home runs, we had a you know a question on him earlier, but you know we saw a little bit of video today. Um, Cliffy asks. Cruz's swing seems more compact in videos I've seen. 
um, thoughts? Uh, I guess what were your thoughts? I know you said the sound of the bat, but anything like jump out at you of, about anything different with O'Neill Cruz? Uh, I didn't notice anything. Right, I, I'll, I'll keep it on that Cliffy. You know, going forward, nothing really stood out to me immediately. Um, I'll also say this is batting practice at Bradenton. I kind of want to see what happens whenever he takes the really bad swing. Like, what's what's the rehab or what's the bounce back for? It's like how that's the sound of maturity that I want to see along with him. And I think that's there's no other way to simulate that than games, even spring games. Like, just go that way. But I didn't notice anything offhand. Nothing major. You you might be right. You might be right. I also only watched like one round. There was also a Tamar Johnson swing question here. Was he there today? I didn't see any videos of him today. He was. He was. They he and Cruz and Reynolds hit and then very afterwards it's like, okay, Benner's pitching. Okay, something yeah, there was a lot of running around today, so I only got to see like mm-hmm. one or so rounds. A lot of these guys, but uh, if it is one-handed swing, I guess I need to ask him about it. Huh? <laughs> how, how he's grown? It's probably pretty fun seeing O'Neill Cruz stand next to Tamar Johnson. That's oh, probably God. that's probably like a love, judge. I would love that middle infield so much. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that judge Altuve, like that that picture. Two guys who combined both hit over 30 home runs as middle infielders, and there's a foot difference between the two of them. Yeah. Shit. Foot an inch. Um oh, I know what I want to say. Um, and I don't think it was any anything from you guys, but just to touch on you know, seeing people hit. Henry Davis. I know he was also one coming in this year. I mean, health injuries, right? He's a guy that you would want to see in the majors this year at some point. He and Andy, obviously. Um, so, I don't know. Tell us any update, any story to Henry Davis, health-wise and then just skill-wise. Yeah, he's he's. I, I literally only said hi to him today, but I caught up with him, you know, really in-depth at the Arizona Fall League. Where he opened up like, hey, I do feel fine. I was frustrated with the, you know, second injury, but it's all good now. He had to rediscover his swing in that time between the end of the season and the Arizona Fall League. Because you make so many concessions during a regular season, you make so many small changes whenever you're not 100%, that he goes down to college and his old college buddies are there. Like, that's not your swing. What are you talking about? Like, things just move a half inch, a half inch, a half inch, a half inch, and until he realizes he's three feet away from where he was at the start. So he's he's figured that out. He's grown. He. He looks like he's in good shape. Like he's healthy. That's the important thing. That's the most important thing with him. He needs to put in a, a healthy year. After like last year wasn't his fault, but you still got to put in the year now. Very interested to see how he goes. But like the swing is where it was coming into the draft, rather than the end of last year, where the results might have been fine. They might have been good, but it wasn't the approach that he was a number one draft pick with if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah, and I guess um, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, you look at the prospect list, a lot of people are kind of down on Davis after last year. You know, that one that one poll came out where you know he was named the most overrated prospect in baseball. So I guess, are you are you hearing that from people that you're talking to? Is that just like a, you know, they, they asked 
20 people and four of them said Davis and that that was the, the name yeah. that came up the most. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be worried about him. I think everyone kind of knew what they were getting in Henry Davis, that, Hey, this is a guy with a very high floor and worst case scenario. in a lot of cases is he's a good major league hitter. I, I still have heard reservations about the defense catcher long-term, even though he's built more like a catcher and can probably handle, handle it better physically than Endy over the course of a full season. There's a lot to still see, but I, I haven't heard anything of just someone saying like, no, this guy isn't a good prospect. Like even the people that are like, he might be overhyped are still like, but he'll be a good hitter. He is going to provide value. And I think that was always kind of the floor with him. Like, okay, if he doesn't stick a catcher, if he doesn't do anything, he still is going to generate power. He has the power that if he goes to first base or right field, you really don't blink too much at it. It's just missing out on all that bonus value of doing it at a premium position. I'm just going to take this opportunity again to call him Kyle Schwarber 2.0. He ain't sticking a catcher. He's going to be fine. That's not a bad pick. I, mean, I don't think Kyle, he mind being Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber either. He <laughs> yeah. hit I would take only. Kyle Schwarber 2.0. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not complaining. Dude. I know I'm not complaining. I'm just saying yeah. he's probably not going to stick a catcher, but he's going to hit. Yeah. The defense probably, the value defensively is not going to be there, but you hit, who cares? Along other first round Sherrington picks. Uh, not so good news out of Nick Gonzalez if you're a fan graphs reader lately, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> make or break year for Gonzalez. I mean, is he, does he have to do something this year? He's got to be added to the 40 man at the end of the year. And I, I think that's a pretty safe, he'll be added almost no matter what, but just because, yeah. you know, he's a first round draft pick, but he needs to show something. There were stretches last year. Whenever I heard he can't hit the fastball, he can't hit the fastball. And then like, a couple weeks later. Well, he's not hitting the breaking ball. That's the real issue. And there was some inconsistency, not being able to be on the field all the way through. I think he did do some growing during the foot injury while he was away. I don't think that was wasted time. I think that was time just away from the game. Threw some stuff out about him. One thing that uh, John Nunnally, the hitting coach, brought up to me in Altoona last year, is like, his hands are so quick, it can mess with his timing. You know, whenever there's like breaking and off speed stuff versus, you know, fastball, because if your hands are really going through the zone that fast, you've got to time it up at the perfect point. It, it's a weird thing to explain, but it's like it's a very constant hand speed. And that's where he gets so much of this power generated from that whenever he faces different velocity, whenever he has to make those adjustments, things could get out of sync so fast. And that's why we see the high strikeout rate. That's why we see stretches where he's just not slugging the ball. Sounds to me like he has no pitch recognition. I haven't heard that, but I, I, I suspected if that's an issue. Especially Big brains here, Alex, me and you. You know what? We need to start uh, a Hire us. together. Yeah, yeah, come on. Hire us. All right, we'll leave now. <laughs> really? I mean, really, though, if... <laughs> if <laughs> Hey, oh, thank God, finally. Yeah, the good half's here. But really, though, if your hands are too quick through the zone, that just tells me you 
aren't recognizing the pitch quick enough and your timing's off because you don't know what's coming. It's also maybe, I mean, getting your hands through the zone quick is a good thing. It is. Yeah. It's but, one of those, your strength can become a weakness. And why are they back? Go away. All right. That was the best part of the episode. Like, shoot. <laughs> but yeah. Like, yeah, quick hands is great. But if you're not recognizing the pitch, that's way tougher to teach than quick hands. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not as high as I was at one point on Nick Gonzalez. I think coming out, it was this guy's going to be a major league hitter no matter what. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard also. And I think last year was the whenever movie pipeline said he's the top second base prospect in the, right. in the league. It's like, Okay, that's a that's a choice. I mean, I'm not going to pretend I know every single second base prospect, or even really most of the great ones that intimately. But it's still like we saw some red flags last year. Number one prospects shouldn't swing and miss this much unless you're like Joey Gallo, which he has great line drive power. He could hit 20 homers in the major leagues, I think, if he got a full season. But he's strikes out enough that it's like, does he have the OBP that's viable enough to make that possible? Plus, you get a whole ton of value from his defense. And, I mean, COVID obviously slows things down. COVID did a number, I think. I mean, that was supposed to be his introduction. Yeah, Yeah, because I think if without that, you throw that out the window, you would hope he'd already be here. He'd be banging on the door at the very least this year, and I don't know that that's even a hope. I mean, I think it might be a September call-up type deal, which just won't happen. I just don't know that we see that. Why wouldn't it happen? I mean, we saw it with Bay last year. We saw it with G1. different oh, circumstances. I, can, I mean, I guess he is kind of at that prospect level now where he's not yeah. really considered that top guy. I think so maybe it's right more now, likely now. Yeah, Gonzalez, I would say right now, is very similar to where Bay was this time last year, of like that fringe top 10 guy. Yeah, I guess that might be fair. All right, should we invite them back in? Yeah, sure, why not? I I guess it's another show. <laughs> oh, don't. No, don't put this up there. This is your there show. You get up top. That was a great face. Welcome right. back, guys. Anything Thanks. you want to ask? I'm good. I threatened this earlier. You guys got it. I was sending this to you, Donardo, by the way. Casual scrolling, I finally found it. <laughs> what, are you sending me the video finally? No. I sent you the what oh, I oh. paused this podcast for 20 minutes over. Oh, geez. To bring it all full circle, that's me in a headband. There you go. That's how you're supposed to wrap things up. You you take it back to the beginning. Take it back to the beginning, and you hit the major theme of the episode, which is no one here can work the freaking show it on screen technology. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. There we go. That's a good picture. Looks like Cobra Kai. (laughs) (laughs) Person finally gets on the podcast. I miss that fella. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe Bob Nunning ran him out of town for his. Uh, <laughs> I know that was just. <laughs> that was a good day. That Nunning. He was just no, but for real, too good. Your hair right now? Yeah, you need a headband. Yeah, I probably do. Your hair looks mighty sweet. Tell sweet. Rob to unblock me. Sure. Thank you. I mean, we we did a podcast together, so like, I feel like your co-host should probably get unblocked. It's your show now. Don't forget it. It's our show. That's right. That's right. It's your show. I'm here along for the ride. Can I also just mention real quick that Bucko Mike doesn't realize that calling Henry Davis Ryan Doma 2.0 is not the worst thing in the world. Ryan Doma could hit. Right. He hit 303 in one year. With yeah, Ryan I'm Doma. not talking about defense. I'm just talking about hitting. Yeah, Ryan Doma could hit. You plop Ryan Doma in the majors today, and he's one of the game's best DHs. No. Who could hit? <laughs> No, he had he hit three oh three with over five hundred slugging the one year. I think it was two thousand eleven. I'm I'm yelling at Jim right now. No, he's not one of the games. Dude, two thousand eleven, he had a one thirty one OPS plus. Two thousand eight, one twenty seven. Like the dude could hit. Yeah, what was his uh, average that year? Three eight. He had three eighteen in two thousand eight. I said slugged five oh one. I said over five hundred. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Yeah, Ryan Doma could hit. 2011 th- hit, hit 303, slugged 477. I'm pretty sure I was thinking of Ronnie Paulino. But I'll, I'll say this. Nobody's it wasn't as consistent. Like Paulino. I mean, it's still not what you want to see, but it, like you're saying, it's not the worst thing. Because here's the thing, too. Domit lost a lot of value because he's a terrible catcher. And if Henry terrible. Davis is that level, he ain't catching. So therefore, right. he'll still have positive war. Right. That, that was my entire point. Like Ryan Domit's not an insult. Ryan Domit could hit. Right. If if we're just talking about that part of the game, Ryan Doma could hit. If Henry Davis hit, hits at that level and plays first base, fine. I'll live with it. I love how not fine. Like I'll, no one's really fine. on board with this, but no one's. I think Davis needs to show no more. Yeah, Davis needs to show more like home run power. Like you're going to need twenty plus home run power out of Davis. If. If Henry Davis has a 130 WRC plus, are we really going to whine? No, no, not at all. Okay, but be more consistent than Domit. Sure, I'm just. But Ryan Domit was also hurt. But I'm with, like, I'm with you. The, the the point is, it's not that big of an insult. Like you're trying to make it out. Domit. By the way, Jason. Yeah, I'll take 40 year old Domit over Jose Godoy. Jose Godoy at times last year looked like he'd never seen the baseball. At times, it was the only times he was in the game. It was all the times. He's the worst hitter I've seen as a Pittsburgh part. I don't (laughs) care about the stats. Just like looking at what he his mechanics actually were. It's like, how did you get this far? What are you doing? How? What the hell? I don't like picking on guys like that, but he was that was ugly, bad. I would cry if I was Andy Haynes. That's. I wouldn't have dude hit three eighteen. Who cares? You can he look like a paraplegic. We're talking about Jose Godoy. Oh, my bad. I thought we were still talking about random. Yeah. <laughs> Jose Godoy hit. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I got distracted by the one guy that asked Alex about who 
asked Alex to ask Bednar who had the best mullet on his high school team. He was talking about himself. So apparently, Alex, you have to ask him about Cliffy. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm doing a podcast. You're welcome. An episode Cliffy. of a podcast uh, where Bednar is going to be the the guest for the week. We're we're starting off at the mm-hmm. DK Pit Three Sports, where we're just going to have a player come on for a ten minute interview. You get to hear there me. There we go. It's called the interview. Yeah. We're going to start it this weekend. I think Bednar is the first guest. Tune in, everyone. That's called me plugging. Yes. You do it an hour and sixteen minutes into the. NS9 Plus show. So it's kind of weird that you didn't invite your co-host to that. I was, I was just going to say that. It's a little rude. Yeah. Don't invite me. I don't like for I don't like current players on. I don't want to talk to current players. No. Like, I'll make an exception for Brian Reynolds though. If you get Reynolds yeah, on, I'll make an exception for Brian Reynolds. Alex, who are you doing that podcast with? If it's sports. Yeah, but like Wagner Cut just kind of hanging. Kind of, big, want, kind of a on? big, kind of a big deal around these parts. I have fifteen hundred followers. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what, Bednar's week one, your week two. That's that's big. Pitching ends up. You got local local pitching legend, and then you got local pitching coach legend. Local local pitching legend, local pitching legend to follow. Yeah. I don't know. I can't accept being number two. <laughs> it's kind of rude. All right. Especially when well, I'm anyways. supposed to co-host it, but whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Any last things? Anything else you saw that we haven't brought up? Uh, it, it's one day. He's dying to get off your chest day one. It's one day. I think this hey. year is better than next than last last year but that's last year was a grind to get through <laughs> Real quick, in the right direction boys vegas has the over under at 67 and a half oh hammer it yeah i'm smashing the over hammer it let's let's be real here guys this team had negative three war out of first base last year and they added santana and Choi. Two guys who should by themselves probably account for about two war. That alone would take a 100-loss team to 67 wins. If no one else improved and they and they had to go through the waiver wire churn again, it would be, you know, 67 and 95. So, yeah, take 67 and a half over. Yeah, I'm with you. That's exactly why I feel too. I mean, it's not. I'm not out there touting 75-plus. Like this no. isn't a team that's really going to go out there and, and compete. And those it's a team that's going to compete in the sense of they will play baseball. Last year, there's a lot of moments where they couldn't play baseball. So like when we talk and say the word compete, it means they're they're competitive in the desire of wanting to win and having skill. But they're not going to compete for like a division, right? But I'm with you. Like 70 wins to me just seems like, I mean, very very doable, just for all the reasons you mentioned. And then we're going to be talking about some additions of Cruz getting better, also there for a full season. ND can potentially come up, and mm-hmm. we know what the, the catcher position is. Like, he should add value once he gets there. So, yeah, like, I mean, 70 wins to me seems very easy. I mean, 66, smash it. I've got 75 and 87 this year. And I could I could definitely see that. 
in my opinion, if they do not win, if they're not pushing for 75 wins, Derek Shelton's out of a job. He might be. I think he should be. If honestly, if they're not at 75 wins, he should be fired. I mean, there's obviously there's there's a way. Yeah, there's there's a way that you could have a good 68 win season and a bad 75 win season. Like everybody gets hurt. Everyone gets hurt. The guys that need to take a step forward, take a step forward. Rookies do well, but you still win only 68 games. I see him coming back. If it's 75 and he is being dragged by his teeth by G-Man Choi's revenge tour that he couldn't play in the World Baseball Classic, that's a different situation. I'm here for the G-Man Choi revenge tour. That'd be a great band name. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm going to work on that graphic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, every homer. I'll make sure I get the headband on him, too. The Tampa Bay headband. The Tampa yeah. Bay one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So then I guess when we're down there, March 19th, 25th, we'll have to meet up and we'll talk about some, uh, some real baseball. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And since Tyler won't be down there, we'll be your next. We'll be your guest that week. Okay. Sounds like have fun. <laughs> I'll hold off on episode two until you guys are down here. Like we wanted Tyler to be the guy. Can't make it. You'll be down. I'm too proud. But all right. Well, Alex, as always, appreciate you coming on. You and your beautiful, majestic hair. But uh, we'll see ya. We'll see you again soon. Keep us updated on everything. Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. For everyone no, else, thanks for coming on. following, watching along. See you guys later. Bye-bye. See you guys. <laughs>